perfect. We're live on Facebook, we're live on YouTube, and of course we're recording for the Feel Inspired podcast as well. So welcome everybody uh, to the Feel Inspired podcast. I'm of course your gracious, wonderful, sexy, hunky host, Amit Soda. And with me today I've got an amazing guest and I cannot wait for you to hear her backstory because I've known Kaja for not that long, I think it's probably been about a year and a half. But a lot of your story I didn't know, and I think this is one of the reasons, many reasons that I, I wanted to do this podcast is for people to be able to share their journey so that uh, people in some way, shape or form uh, are able to feel inspired by it. You know, it might strike something in them, it might kind of ignite something in them to to go do something amazing that they never thought possible. And I think that this is what this journey for many of us, I'm sure as yourself as a coach and for me is about, it's you know showing people and saying to people and demonstrating to people that you're capable of so much don't worry if you fail don't worry if it doesn't go right the first time just keep going I mean the amount I don't know about you but the amount of times I failed geez you know it's like <laughs> thousands and it still happens every day failure um, failure is the reason we're here you know you shine exactly. you shine more the more you fail the more you shine, I think, I believe. And you're shining right now with the doko, you know, the, the sunshine on you as well. There you go. But no, thank you so much for taking your time out and being part of the Feel Inspired podcast, episode 10. Uh, everyone, please do give a round of applause for the lovely Kajal Mehta of Kajal's Healthy Kitchen. So Kajal, I would love to hand over to you to give your, because I could never do it justice. So I'd love for you to give everyone a sort of three to four minute introduction about who you are and kind of how you've got to where you are today. Um, and just tell everyone a little bit about what you do. Like, for example, I know you do a daily live on your Instagram as well, and you kind of do a quick kind of cookery Instagram show. Um, so give everyone a kind of a quick upshot of uh, what it is you've been up to and how you got to this point. Right. Right. Okay. Thank you, Amit. Thank you so much for having me on board today. And uh, it's um, it's uh, such a pleasure to, you know, be invited and to be able to reach out to so many people out there. So I am Kajol. I am Kajol from Kajol's Healthy Kitchen. Many of you people know me as also Kajol Discover Wellbeing. Um, I am uh, also a mother of four beautiful children and... Um, uh, my journey is all about health and well-being. So, um, you know, people always think of Kajo and they think, oh, the healthy lady. Uh, you know, it's nothing about, it's not only about health, it's also about um, the mind, body and soul. And that is where um, that, that whole circle of um, um, my story comes from there, you know, so... Um, I'll tell you a little bit about myself, um, why I do what I do. We'll start with that first. Perfect. And, um, yeah? Absolutely, okay? please. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, carry on. Do carry on. I'm just uh, sharing the video, so please. My journey with um, uh, health, uh, health coaching started when um, my mother was diagnosed with uh, fourth stage of cancer when I was 18. I was expecting wow. my first baby. And, wow, okay. Um, Yes, and um, she, um, doctors um, told her that it was um, already too late for her to have any treatment. So um, uh, she was given days to leave. And uh, uh, that was a very, very shocking thing for me and my family because uh, we were a very simple family, you know. Uh, nobody had ever heard of the word cancer in our family in that sense. And um, uh, it was... Uh, 
it was quite a shocking thing then. Well, good thing was there's always the good side of everything that happens. There's, you know, you say the bad happened, but it's also the good side of it. And the good side it was that um, um, my ex-husband had amazing knowledge about health. And um, he said, uh, look, guys, you know, there may not be some medicine, what the doctors may not be able to help us, but I have worked in health uh, shop uh, and uh, I have some knowledge and maybe we can treat her through um, a juicing diet and some, you know, healthy eating and changing a bit of lifestyle. So we said, okay, if there is hope, why not? So we uh, read, everybody was given books to read and, you know, we went and bought the books from the shop, whatever was available. And there was only one book that was available at that time, actually, I remember, which is called Health in Your Hands. Oh, and I remember that one, The Health in Your Hands. Oh, of course. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, 28 years ago, there was barely anything. And we didn't even, I mean, we, uh, our family, we were so we were, we, we were so simple in that sense that we didn't even have access to anything like laptops or anything like that, you know. So we were, um, okay, books was the only thing, read books, okay. It said you can improve your life through cutting down on things like salt and cutting down on oil and going on juicing diet and whatever it said. We were on it. We were on it. And we were so lucky that we used to own a farm then. So uh started you know growing all these organic things and vit grass and alpha alpha and name it you know what they now what what we now know as superfoods back then 28 years ago it was just like things grown in the backyard you know so we started working on mom and i still remember to date that when um we say to mom mom there is hope and uh, you know what, you'll have to give up salt, you'll have to give up oil. And I remember she said, I might as well die. Oh, and, um, that, it is a tough thing sometimes when you feel, because even sometimes when people are expected to give up something, that creates a sense of mourning for some, some people. And so, especially with the Gujarati families, yeah. you know, we are so foodies, like, you know, Dokra and Pau Bhaji and Lapsi and all that. And, you know, you tell somebody that you're not going to eat oil and salt. That's the biggest, like, yeah. wow. That's like the two main ingredients of Indian <laughs> cooking. <laughs> so, yeah. So, anyway, but um, changing then, um, um, this is back 28 years ago. We started working on mom and reading the book, working on mom. But um, we started seeing lots of uh, miracles happen. Third week, fourth week, sixth week. And uh, you know what? To cut the story short, mommy lived for years. Wow. Mommy didn't only uh, leave. uh, uh, It wasn't about the quantity of life. It was the quality of life. Um, I saw the magic happen through food. I saw the magic that food can do to your system, to your mind, to to your surrounding. Um, I saw what uh, uh, changing of lifestyle can do to people, you know. And making these little, little changes, bringing a little bit of yoga, bringing a little bit of meditation, bringing a little bit of social, um, uh, social care around us, you know. Um, we saw a tremendous, tremendous change in mom's health. And we never talked about cancer after that because um, she never wanted to see doctors. She never wanted to go to the hospital. And um, um, it was all about food around her. Mm. And 
through her, every single person around us, we all wanted to bring that change. So my kitchen changed 28 years back. I then had four children and um, through those, those four kids, my health all depended on what I ate. My kids uh, grew up eating healthy food. I fed them well. Everything had to be through diet. And, um, and they are, uh, my eldest son is uh, turning 27 next month. Wow. And, uh, and um, do you know what? Touch wood. He has never been to the doctor's. Everybody in my family is healthy, and I believe it's through food. So this is what Kajal's Kitchen is about. It isn't about those hundreds of, uh, you know, courses I may have done of, you know, people know me as a Reiki healer, as pranic healer, as baby yoga teacher, as health coach, as this, as that. I, um, I would like to be known as somebody who has come with experience, and that is my university, actually. Uh, that is my, um, I, I call that um, it's a blessing to have this kind of uh, knowledge when you have worked not just with my mother, but after that, hundreds and hundreds of people we worked with um, in, um, uh, through, through this journey of uh, treating people and uh, advising people um, um, to say, so yeah, that's, that's my story. And this is, um, this is where I am today. Wow. Uh, firstly, can, I don't think anyone out there, me included, believes you have a 27 year old son. No, no, don't believe it. Lying, lying, complete, <laughs> complete, complete buckwass, as we say. <laughs> no, but that's just, I mean, it's incredible. And the fact that you were talking about health in your hands as well. I mean, that's just, that's hilarious. Cause I thought I was the only person who knew about that book. <laughs> Remember Amit, it was one of those first books that, you know, uh, it had um, the, the same guy I had written about a urine therapy, you know, all these that. different therapies, my God. And it was a hoo-ha in those days. Yeah. But um, I remember so there was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of kind of uh, people taking the, the, you know, taking the mick about the urine therapy. And then, um, uh, but what I really took away from that book was the uh, acupressure. I love yes. the idea of acupressure. That yeah. for me was yeah. like the, the I, and I still do some of that to this day and age as well since yeah. that book. But remember, we had like ten copies of that book. I had no idea why. We had like loads of copies of that book for some reason, <laughs> and I think we'd used it to give away to people as well. Um, but it was just, uh, it's incredible to hear you say that brings back so many memories as well. Yeah. But I mean, in addition to that as well, I mean, like you've had been through. Uh, what I what strikes me most is that. You've been through, you know, a, a massive whirlwind, whirlwind journey, and yet you are here. You are smiling um, and beaming uh, despite everything that you've been through. So I want to kind of, if you don't mind sharing a little bit more about sort of your journey up until this point. Um, I know you have an amazing partner, uh, called Paul, who was that wasn't always the case initially. Um, uh, you've been married before. Uh, and you've obviously, you, you've been through, I'll let you tell the story, but you've been on the brink, you've been almost in poverty, um, um, battled, battled, you know, many things in your life. So please tell everyone a bit more. I think, it, I, like I said, I think your journey is amazing. So I want to hear more. Yeah. So I think, um, thank you, by the way, because I like to be remembered as the smiling cudgel. Because yeah. one thing I remember my mother used to say is everybody has problems. You are not unique. Nobody's unique. Everybody has problems. If anybody ever told you they don't have problems, then they are lying. But she used to say one thing, remember to be an actress. 
always wear a hat when you're talking to other people, when you're addressing other people, or even if you are sharing your story with somebody. She says, there, nothing, there's no harm in putting up a smile because that in itself can bring and enlighten anybody. So I always remember that wherever I am, I try and smile. And then I know that if, if anything, I've shared a smile rather than I want to be remembered for that sad face. Now, coming to the story. That's a beautiful thought, though, as well. That in itself, is, I think that's nice because, like you said, that's how people remember you. Yeah. Um, uh, I think that does come with its own set of challenges. If you look at people like Robin Williams, of course, you know, he, he was a very lonely individual. But uh, but I think sometimes when you do that, you do feel better anyway. Even if it's even if it's yeah. fake, you just do feel a little bit better. So I think it's powerful to do that. Sorry, please continue anyway. So um, talking about my journey, I was, um, so we're five sisters. We were five sisters. We lost, I lost a sister uh, two years ago to cancer. Oh, bless. But, Sorry to hear uh, that. Yeah, um, um, but we are, we were born, um, we're a family of um, uh, five siblings and mummy and papa. Uh, both parents are no more, but um, we were raised in a very poor environment in a way because uh, my mother was the only breadwinner in the house and um, we were born and brought up in Mombasa. So um, dad was alcoholic, he had a lot of problems with money. And uh, he was kind of a selfish individual. Um, but this was nothing that had affected us in a way because mom was a protected, uh, she always protected us. She was a shield to always showing us that life is good. Um, you know, she worked very hard and uh, made sure she raised us with lots of love and taught us a lot. And I think of, uh, you know, funnily enough, when, um, what we're going through right now, quarantine, uh, isolation, everybody has to be home and parents are having to um, uh, uh, coach their kids, you know, and spend a lot of time with their kids. And this is take this takes me back to when we were little. Um, Mom, um, we didn't have anywhere to go. There was no money. There was nothing. And my four elder sisters didn't even make it to school. I was the only one who was uh, privileged to be wow. able to go to school. So my four elder sisters did home learning and um, mom taught them things like tailoring, cooking, art, craft, everything. My mom was one hell of a teacher. She was also a Sanskrit teacher. So she taught everything that was possible, you know, making garlands, making flowers, stitching clothes, uh, painting fabric, painting, decorating, everything. And my sisters are, uh, you know, they are super, super, super talented girls. But um, um, as times grew, you know, as time went by, they were all married. Um, I was the mistake child in the in the family, so I was a mistake baby. <laughs> so I had, uh, I have a massive age difference between me and my elder sisters. Uh, they were all gone, and I was about uh, uh, nine nine when I started schooling and that was a very good um, uh, uh, neighbor of mine uh, who I used to babysit their grandchild for them uh, said to me why do you not go to school and um, he asked me the granddad and I said I, uh, my mom doesn't have money to send me to school and uh, he said would you like to go to school I said yes and he said okay I'm going to sponsor you to go to school so this is how my journey started 
And um, working on that, we were in Mombasa, we moved to Nairobi, and then everything had to stop, moved to Nairobi. And I had to start working at the age of 12 to make sure that I could continue schooling. So I was uh, 12 and started working at a video point. So this is how my journey was, Amit. I would go to school in the morning, come back from school at four o'clock and had to be at work at five o'clock until 10 o'clock night. I would finish work and then I'd come home and do my homework. And this is how it was. Saturday and Sunday, I had to work from 10 to 10. So this is how I worked in a video library and the journey went on and uh, I was 17 when I got married Um, and uh, I got married to somebody who was, he's a nice man, he's a lovely man, but he also had his own, I would say, issues whereby uh, there was a lot of controlling and a lot of things that uh, you can't do this, you can't go out, you can't um, uh, do this, you cannot continue your studies, you cannot uh, talk to people, you can't have friends, you can't, so there were so many barriers, so many barriers, and those barriers sort of um, made me um, become a person who was very much isolated in those four walls, to a point where my I had low esteem, no confidence. I couldn't even speak to people, forget men. I couldn't even look at women in their eye and speak. I didn't know how to have conversation. And I was married for 15 years. But life then was very different because I came from a very grounded family where, you know, you get married and that is your home, that is your God, that is your, um, that is your destiny and you don't complain about anything. As long as you have a roof on top of your head and your husband is paying for your food and your roof, that's it. You don't need to complain. So I remember once telling my mother, I said, Mommy, I don't, I'm not happy with this um, marriage. Um, and uh, this was very much of the first week of um, uh, after I got married because I felt things weren't right. And uh, my mother said, never again do you ever complain you will only leave that house until the day you die. Wow. So then that was the, that was that's how things were in those days and nobody around me, I don't think any single person that I know um, ever complained. My sisters didn't complain, my mother didn't complain and I had to continue that journey. Then comes the time when uh, we moved to England uh, for a reason, and that was because my I was Kenyan, but my husband was uh, uh, British. So my kids were stateless as well. Uh, during those times in Kenya, there was a rule that your you have to have your spouse. Your the men has to the kids have to go uh, take the nationality uh, after their dad. So um, I had to come to this country. Uh, to get my there, uh, everything, every document sorted. And uh, when I came into this country, uh, it was completely, it was the first time I ever traveled in my life. First time I ever traveled in my life. And uh, I was what, probably 29, something like that. Wow. Came in country, I think, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, um, it was, I hadn't, 
no friends put it that way and i had uh, i had zero iq when it came to you know being social or anything and um life was tough but um funny thing happened that my husband then fell in love with um my first cousin wow okay this journey had to change now this is what i called uh the universe working in its own way you know and uh, my husband uh, fell in love with my cousin and this then kept on going and going and going and um uh as i said that i was married in a family which was very uh much uh, you know cultured oh, i think style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. you know society this that all that was such such an important um uh, thing uh, to sort of follow the rules um so everybody kept saying to me this will fizzle out kajol you know just calm down don't do nothing don't do you know just relax this and i remember i remember uh a year going by the two years going by and nothing changing and i then uh became like the nobody you know even though you were you were to the society you were the woman but then you end up becoming like nobody you know and uh uh the whole journey was very very difficult and when i say difficult um i don't think um the you know like now it is so different where you can talk about depression you can talk about mental health but in those days um it wasn't it wasn't possible even if you say i'm not feeling well you still have to uh, get on and still smile and still welcome the guest from you know and say mm-hmm. you cannot uh, even complain to say today i'm not going to cook because then you're in trouble so there was no space or time for you to breathe um and i remember uh, i became as i said nobody i was nobody and i lost my identity i lost my identity as a as a wife um and uh, then of course it was all about this other woman time went by and uh you start thinking that you know um your dreams are dead you've lost what you have thought of all these years because you married for 15 years you think that you have lost all those dreams that you had built that my kids will grow up i'm going to get them married i will do this i will have family around me suddenly everything seems to be you know everything seems to just crash and um it was all happening i had to take care of this other woman um she was pregnant i had to take care of her it was all part and parcel oh. of being in this um marriage which was um which was uh, you know it was all about society put it that way i'll i'll be very honest with you and it wasn't anybody's fault i wouldn't say it was anybody's fault it is just the way things are there's so much pressure on everybody not just one person i'm sure he probably wanted to leave but he didn't know how to leave because he probably had to answer to 10 other people around him i don't know i don't know but i'm not going to sit here and just blame somebody but i'm going to talk about myself how i saw things was i just felt everything was so unfair i felt like wow um one day i had everything and then the next minute i had nothing 
right? And at this point, financially, we were very, very okay. But, uh, you know, they say money is not everything, even though, um, in other words, we can say that without money, there isn't much you can do. Mm-hmm. But there is that aspect where you may have everything, you may wear gold and Rolex, but then in your heart, you're so empty. And that is how I felt. I felt like I was so empty and I was so unhappy. But my kids, my kids were young, very, very young kids. And I had to every single day wake up and smile. And uh, remember mom's voice kept, you know, buzzing in my head, that smile and be the actress and, you know, do things, carry on. And I had to. And um, I remember a point when um, 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 I was in the hospital and uh, uh, I was uh, I was released from the hospital um, and I had a friend next to me who this friend was also from um, back in uh, Kenya where we studied together. Um, she was there and she was kind of doing some form of business with my uh, ex-husband. And and, uh, she kind of realized that something was not right in this house. A lot of nonsense is happening, but there is no voices being heard. So um, she came for my rescue and um, she said to me, look, Kajo, this is the chance you have to leave this. Otherwise, you're going to die. She said, you will die. And I remember her looking at me and she said to me, look, if you die, you will not be able to make anything, do anything for your children. Forget, you know, like right now you're saying to me, I want to be in this marriage because my children need this. They need a house. They need, um, they need somebody to, you know, pay for this because you are so baseless because you feel you cannot do anything on your own. Um, but she said, Kajo, there will be help. You need to come out of this. If you don't come out of this, you're going to die. And uh, her her story at that time was that she said, this guy is going to probably kill you if uh, you don't accept his second wife. And I said, I still thought he wouldn't do things like that. that you know, he's he's a nice man. He wouldn't do something like that. But then at the same time, when you are under depression and your mind is totally, uh, you know, not working, you do uh, something, there is there are voices that speak to you and then something does guide you to doing probably the right thing. But at that moment, you don't know what is right and what is wrong. Now, hold, right, so still... hold, hold that thought right where you're up to. Um, yes. Let's just recount this, right? Because that is just, it's just incredible. Like you're, you're married at 18 yeah, you've got kids. Your husband, huh? What was that? Married at seventeen. Married at seventeen. Sorry, bigger pardon. You're married at seventeen. You've got kids. Your husband falls in love with your first cousin. She's pregnant, uh, and you're still managing to keep a brave face. Uh, you know, up until this point, um, like I, you know, it's like just it, this is like a Hollywood film. <laughs> it literally is. It's like something from a Hollywood film so far, and we haven't even heard the whole story yet. Um, it's just absolutely incredible that you you kind of like were able to you had the mental fortitude to go through this and i'm not saying that anyone who you know is going through something like this doesn't you know who's struggling but something inside of you kept you going right something was keeping you together from falling apart and um, i have no idea what that thing was but i just i just uh 
feel blessed by the universe. I cannot tell you whatever, because if I look back at where I was and I look, and there are people who know me where I was and they look at me today and they're always sending their blessings and also they they get a shock of their life. My God, is this you, Kajo? They think this woman couldn't talk. This woman is, uh, you know, now on social media. She is like, wow, she's, you know, here and she was there. Um, but uh, I say to them, if I can do it, you can do it. If I could do it, anybody could do it. And... Um, it is my kids that kept me going, and I remember. Um, so yeah, you were saying you were you were there at that point where your friend said that potentially you know your husband could end up killing you. Yes, um, and um, uh, as I said, I I would have never believed that he would do anything like that. But um, you are in a state where you feel that uh, you have you have been left no choice because your heart is broken, your trust is broken everything around you is broken and you are left with no choice but if somebody somebody does show you some guidance that's what i did i took her guidance and she said to me come to my house so she had a two and a half bedroom house she had two kids and she took me and my kids into her house at how this many point. kids do you have at this point as well four so you had all your four kids as well Yes. Wow. Yeah. Um, and um, had uh, uh, it was um, it was funny because um, it was um, we me and my four kids lived with her for a few weeks until she got us a, uh, through the council got us a house um, and uh, we moved into that house and from having a beautiful beautiful massive house and having cars and luxury and money. I went into having nothing and uh, um, I had to do many jobs and when I say jobs remember this is a woman who had not never worked from the age of 17 to the age of 30 whatever um, a woman who had lost complete total confidence a woman who couldn't speak I used to shake when I was speaking I used to literally shake my hands used to shake my my speech I my speech was never um, I wasn't able to even speak sometimes when I was asked questions I used to get scared um, she said to me Kato what sort of jobs can you do and I said, uh, I, said I don't know I, I don't think I can do anything you know uh, please find me something that I have to hide from people even if it is in cold rooms I don't mind but I said I cannot face people and she said to me uh, no no but what she said um, I said look I don't know I said I so far all I have done is cooking I said, so far, all I have done is I said, I've cooked for families. I've cooked for, uh, you know, because we were a big family and used to have all the time guests in our house. I said, all I have done in my life is cook. So she said, okay. So she, what she did was she put some words out to, you know, a few friends and family and people. And through that, I got some jobs of cooking. While I was doing that, I also started uh, studying, working. I worked in uh, many different places. And to cut the story short, there was a point where I was working three jobs um, in a day, looking after four kids, um, dropping them, picking them from school, feeding them. Um, I had no family here. And the family that I also had were kind of 
torn between two parts. There was one me and one my ex-husband, and there was a lot of lot of politics there. Um, and um, there I was. I was I was criticized for leaving my husband because I was told that if you could have just stayed there for a few more years, the girl would have fizzled out because she was twenty two years younger than your husband. But she didn't fizzle out. She was there for a few, I think, years or whatever, because I had no idea what happened after. But um, uh, yeah, he was um, he was out of um, the scene. He went out of the scene um, for a few years, and um, uh, I raised my kids. I raised myself. Um, raising my kids wasn't as difficult as raising myself because. It is that heavy burden every single day you live with that, you know, you the pressure of seeing your kids. Um, and if you have one, those of you who have one or two, you know how, uh, how difficult it is to raise kids. Uh, you know, I had four. So it was, it was, um, it was tough. It was very tough. But I always used to remember that hat wearing that hat. I never showed that I had problem because sometimes when you show a lot that, you know, your vulnerability, people take advantage of you. So sometimes showing your strength, even if, it, if, even if it's becoming an actress, is the best way to move forward. And I did that. I did lots of courses. I did lots of uh, evening studies and um, became a nutritionist, became a dietitian, became a massage therapist, became a yoga teacher, became so much, so much. I did so many different things and worked as so many different things. And uh, then I started my company, Discover Wellbeing, where I was doing health coaching and um, uh, also I was running my um, Reiki healing, pranic healing, massage, and working with women, more women. And from there, then I did NLP and also started working on um, uh, with, uh, with Alzheimer, Alzheimer patients and uh, then worked with autistic kids. From there, I went into working with autistic kids, uh, applying all these techniques I had learned over the years. Um, built my myself up and also built my contacts up. Um, started seeing where I was feeling more comfortable in life. As I was doing that, my son went to LSE, graduated, started working. My daughter went to Queen Mary's, uh, graduated, started working. My son, uh, the other J, uh, third one, is at LSE doing his third year now. And my youngest one is at Nottingham. So fast forwarding life, I made sure that my kids had amazing, good education. That was one thing I would I always dreamt that I, I'll make sure they are standing on their two feet and never do they have to depend on anybody. But at the same time, I applied the same rule to myself. I said, if ever I start my life again, I will make sure that I feel grounded. I feel empowered in myself and never do I ever want to depend on anybody else. So I did that. And, you know, 
Um, seven years ago, of course, I met Paul and I met him online. And this was, of course, creation of my kids. They put me on, um, they kept encouraging me. They said, mom, look, you are, you know, doing well in your life. You are such a happy person. People like to be around you. You're pretty, you're this, you're that. Now you just need to have a companion. And uh, I say to them, which guy would want to date me? You know, a, a woman with four kids and so much stress in her life, you know, and they said, mom, you'll be surprised, <laughs> you know. And, and, they, and, and I remember them saying to me, you're not looking for a father figure for us because you've done that job. You are the father. You are the mother. We don't want a father in, you know, figure. But what you need is a companion. So make sure when you're looking for a man out there, you're not looking for, is he going to be right for my children? No. Make sure you find somebody who you can see as a friend, somebody who you can see as your companion. And um, my yes. son, I remember uh, helping me uh, create an online uh, profile. And it was hilarious. It was absolutely hilarious. And um, uh, the, the profile was absolutely so dodgy. But um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and uh, we, we made that profile. And I went for several dates, um, met some amazing uh, men, okay. out, you know, made friendship, not necessarily. Uh, there wasn't anything productive that uh, went ahead because, you know, everybody's different. People are looking for different things. And then I met Paul, and we've been together for seven years. And, so there uh, is light. Of, you know, when you say there is darkness, there is light. But you've got to light. believe in yourself. That's right, yeah. Just uh, saying a couple of hellos, by the way. We'll just take a quick uh, segue moment. Say hi to Jadali, to Raki. Uh, Harry says, such an inspiring soul. I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, Peter says, hello. Uh, Smita says, oh, my God, you're so inspirational. Koi saying hello, and then Prash, uh, as we both know, says, two of my favourite people in one place. Oh, <laughs> So, so true. For anyone who's just joined, by the way, this is the Feel Inspired podcast. This is the lovely Kajal Mehta. She runs Kajal's Healthy Kitchen. Uh, an incredible story. Uh, we've just got to the point where she's was put on a dating website by her four children. And she, the, the, how old were you roughly then, if you don't mind revealing a little bit? Well, so you can just put it seven years back. I'm 45, so, so I'm bad with numbers. So, uh, which, because obviously, as you know, we run Connect Asian, we do the singles thing, and so many women in their 40s struggling to meet someone. Um, and you, with four children, you know, managed to bag a, a, an absolute diamond, for want of a better phrase, um, at, who also, by the way, has three of his own children, right? Yes. So you have in between, between you, seven children. Um, which is nuts. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Thankfully, thankfully, the first time we met, um, I remember I said to him, listen, he was, he, uh, Paul is from Kent, so he lives in Kent. Him and his ex-wife lived in Kent. Their kids uh, are in Kent. And um, so he met me on, on a dating website, and this guy didn't even have his photo. So um, um, he started writing to me. He was writing to me, and I said, um, Hey, you, I said, either you are not a real person or you're married and just cheating on your wife. Which <laughs> one of the two? <laughs> so, and uh, I said, uh, and he said, none of those. He said, look, I've just separated from my wife and said, I'm oh. leaving on my own. I've moved into a flat. And he said, um, I am also exploring this. I'm very new to this uh, dating website. And he said, um, 
uh, you know, I came across this beautiful Asian face and I said, okay, I said, uh, in that case, you need to see more faces, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then I brushed him off. Then oh, poor, poor. Because so, and then he wrote back to me. He said, look, look, look. He said, I will send you my photo. And he said, I just want to prove to you that I am a real person. So he sent me his photo and he sent me um, his company details that, you know, he's a real person. And, uh, you know, if I wanted to do a bit of research of who he was, I said, okay, this is a real person. So I said, okay. Then I read his emails and this guy could write. Wow, he could write. So he was writing these beautiful emails and I thought, hmm. Okay, so before I even like talker, yeah, yeah. Even I could, even before I liked his face or I saw his face, I actually fell in love with his writing, and that's the most bizarre thing, right? Well, no, I I think that's not bizarre in some way because you kind of want to love in some, you fall in love with someone's soul, really, don't you? Before anything else, and that's what you did. Uh, And what better way to express someone's soul than through their writing? Yeah, Yeah, so true. Yeah, uh, and like I said, for for anyone who's just joined again, seven children between you, uh, and you recently both recently got married, didn't you as well? No, 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 no. We got engaged, not married. Oh, bigger pun. Sorry, my apologies. They they got engaged, and there are plans then to get married soon. I would imagine. Ah, not yet, not yet. No rush, right? No rush. Yes, definitely, definitely. Um, uh, but yes, we have uh, three, uh, seven kids. Now I'll tell you something about the seven kids, by the way. So is it, wait, 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 I've just got to say it's seven kids. Like, does anyone else think here as well, Von Trapp family? <laughs> First time we met, I said to him, seven kids, no way. No, 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 no way. <laughs> and uh, he said, look, it will be fine. They are at an age where they're very similar age, very, very similar age, you know. And um, I said, okay. So we, we took them to uh, on a holiday away. Um, and um, I remember it was Paul me and then people looking at us oh gorgeous lovely couple and then behind us was a train of seven kids <laughs> seven ducklings <laughs> running behind you oh my god that's so funny oh that's incredible that i mean what an amazing story and that's brought you to this point and um you know we've we've obviously talked a lot about your story now which is just simply beautiful uh, and you know you are beautiful inside and out you've got such a radiant personality and that shines shines through and uh we haven't even touched upon um your your current well your your not just your current but your passion which is obviously the cooking which is what we wanted to dive into a little bit as well um but before i before we kind of get onto that i just wanted to uh ask you one thing to put uh, and I'm going to create this into a soundbite for all the ladies that I know who are in their sort of 40s plus category, struggling to find someone. What was what was kind of um, your mindset at this time? What, not only not only your mindset, but what was your kind of attitude to this whole process that led you? I mean, how long was it between you being put on this dating website and meeting someone i know you said you had several dates but how long was it and what was your mindset and attitude you went out with so i'll be very very honest with you the attitude i went out with was i'm going to pass my time okay because what i was doing was i was sitting at home watching telly and this is where my kids were like why are you wasting your time right 
they're like, hey, you know, go out, make friends. You know, my kids are social, very, very, like, especially my eldest one, he's one social person, you know. He said, go out, make friends and, you know, meet people and you have so much to give, you know, just do that. So I said, okay. And then when I thought about being with another man, I thought, um, that is something, you know, it's very odd sounding in a way. And even though you're young, I was still young. I was in my thirties, but you end up, when you have children, you end up automatically feeling old. You think like, oh my God, because you're responsible for people 24 seven, it makes you feel like that you are responsible for the whole world, basically. You know, I, I'm sure a lot of mothers yeah, think like that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right? So I, I was... When I went out and when the, I remember the first day I was in the train going to uh, London and um, um, I was on, on the train and I said, look, I will either meet a friend or I will meet an experience. It's an experience when you meet somebody for the first time or even that meeting, the thought of that meeting, it's an experience. I said, Either way, I would have learned something. So this is going to be my learning process of getting back to life, you know. And I reminded myself one thing, that it is most of the times we end up judging ourselves. But remember, I mean, also at this point, I was quite a strong person in myself. I had, I had lifted myself up before I went out there to, you know, dating. So at this point, I was saying to myself, I remember very well, I said, look, this person who's meeting me doesn't know me. I'm going to wear that hat. And actually, talking of hats, <laughs> I've got a hat here. Oh, lovely. Oh, yes. That suits right. you to a T. So lovely. Every time, every time I'm doing something new, I imagine wearing a hat. And this hat is like wearing an actress hat. And I'm going to today be somebody, okay? I'm today going to be Miss, uh, who, 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 who should I say? Uh, which, which uh, you know, I don't know, anybody, anybody famous, you know, today I'm going to be somebody. Um, and uh, then I pretend to just be that person, you know, talk like somebody who I'm not. Um, but then it is that way that, um, you know, you feel, it, it is that fear of being judged that stops you from doing something, right? And um, when you leave that fear aside and then say that, okay, Kajo, stop judging yourself. Nobody's judging you here except for yourself. Absolutely. This is, I have to keep telling myself. You I know? just want to say amen to that point, right? So true. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it is. And, and, and I, kept, I kept saying that to myself. And when I went for, I remember the first date, the first time I ever stepped that boundary, um, I was shaking, my hands were sweating, and I had to probably go to the loo like 10 times, you know. <laughs> when you get nerves, that's always the way, isn't it? Oh, my God. I kept saying, oh, my God, I think my kids are okay. I just, I just have to check on them. And it was so funny. The person that I was seeing actually said to me, listen, this is your, is this your first time? And I said, yeah. And I said, I said, yeah. I said, it is my first time. He said, look, don't worry. Let's just be friends and, you know, this and that and this and that. And became so relaxing so sometimes sometimes i'm not saying all the time 
sometimes being yourself here and uh, uh, telling that to yourself that, you know what, nobody's judging you. And there is nothing like when you're not on MasterChef, you know, that you're being watched by hundreds of people or you have to do your best or anything. Just be, be casual. Just be yourself. Relax. And always remember one thing. You have already been through a lot of shit. What worse can go wrong? Right. Exactly. True. 100% true. You have lost so much. That is why you are in this situation. You have lost a lot in your life. Now you are at some point where you want to improve and you want to grow and you want to shine. So why do you actually, um, you know, what is there to lose? If anything, you're only going to learn, right? So true, right? So, so true. Let's just say hello to a couple of people. Hi to me here, by the way, to Divya, uh, to Divya, uh, Divya Nakaja, Divya Parak, uh, also to pra oh, yeah, Matt Prasha, Miss Coys earlier, and to Shahid as well, who's just wondering what we're talking about, and to uh, Banastri, good evening, hello as well. These are all the international lot there as well. Um, so that's, I think that's beautiful, and I think that really sums it up. You mentioned about Firstly, not judging yourself and you lifted yourself up. And I think that that is paramount because if you're expecting someone to complete you, to fill you up, to lift you up, it could be taken away just as quickly. And so yeah. that's why it's so important to fill yourself up with love. Um, beautiful. I love it. I love it. Before we run out of completely run out of time, let's just talk. Let's talk healthy food. And, um, and, and one thing I will say is that, um, for anyone listening right now as well, Kajal does a live on her Instagram every day at five. Almost, almost Monday to Thursday. Monday I do it at Thursday. five. And you, you basically prepare a dish live as well, don't you? And, and the one thing that will frustrate with you when you watch this is just how easy she makes it look. Now it is probably quite easy, right? But for, for an amateur like me, um, you know, it's a, a little bit more, I find it a little bit harder. Um, as you know, I've got a beautiful wife and she makes amazing little concoctions. And I, I showed, uh, I showed her uh, earlier, she made this awesome bell, which I was eating um, just before we started the live. And, yeah. and she's wonderful. She makes some amazing dishes and so if she was here now she would say I still you know she would say I still need to learn a lot and you know in terms of cooking and making things and especially traditional Gujarati dishes and things like that um, but she's so she's such a dab hand whereas I the only thing I make well is coffee that's about the only thing I really make well in the kitchen is coffee so talk to talk to me about you know how does how does one um, start becoming you know, a dab hand in the kitchen and also healthy at the same time. Because like I said, you just make it look so easy. And uh, so, you know, uh, how, <laughs> how do they do it? So what you're doing right now, Amit, your job, what you're doing, you're hosting me at the moment, you're a great host and you make it sound so nice and fun. I can take the same thing to you. How do you do it? And you will say to me, Kajal, this is my passion. This is my love. So, what I do, what I do and what my job is, is very much filled with a lot of love and passion. That is why for me, it is, it just comes out naturally, number one. And number two, it's filled with lots of love, lots of passion. And then when I project it out, it is very much, it's, 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 uh, it's received in that as well. You know, that people get that energy that, my God, yeah, we, we, we felt it was very easy. Uh, it was so colorful. We fell in love with it. And uh, they say, isn't it, before you eat anything, you have to fall in love with the plate. 
And this is a story I'd love to share. So people find my food very creative and colorful. Now I'll tell you, remember in the beginning, we talked about my mom not eating salt and oil and all oh, that yeah. food. So the, uh, you know, her food was pretty much bland and uh, she had to eat that. And whenever you'd present a food to a plate of food to her, she would say, oh, look at this color and look at this food and you know and uh, it, sometimes you'd feel really bad inside that my god you know why can we not just give her the food that she wants but at the same time it's not good for her health so then i started um it became a mission for me um to make sure that whatever food we were giving to her, you know, presenting to her, the greens, the reds, the orange, all these lovely, delicious, healthy food, um, it was also designed so well in the plate. Also, a lot of flavorings went, went in there. So because there was no salt, there was no oil involved, no so salt involved, not many spices involved, um, we had to create our own delicious blend of things, you know, to make sure that we use natural herbs and natural flowers and natural plants to sort of bring natural delicious flavors which were edible for her and and also uh, that she received uh, you know that uh, with healing so um 28 years journey of you know uh, playing with food i would say playing with food 28 years of journey of, you know, um, uh, being creative with food and flavors and spices and herbs and learning all so deep into it. For me now, things are very, very easy. And, and I have become somebody naturally um, very, uh, a teacher of, you know, yes, you want something, you know, just anything. Even if you give me three ingredients, I will create something amazing for you. It's never too hard for me. But if you give me a math sum right now, I will be probably running around the circle there saying, oh, God, what? <laughs> so it is love and passion for what you do. And, um, uh, you know, I think I also believe that um, I remember I work with a lot of um, um, uh, patients who um, most of my clients are people who are not well or who have got health issues and um, uh, mainly a lot of cancer patients. So. You know, when you are dealing with people with, uh, you know, with uh, mentality where there is a lot of stress going on over what they are, they're, they're, they're having to deal with, to bring something colorful to their uh, to the plate and to present them with something that is so nourishing in a plate and to present something to them that is very healing um, has become um, my, uh, you know, it's become a job now you know and that's what i do every day wow and if you honestly people if you see what she does the creations she makes they just they and i say this as well i had um a friend on the podcast uh an, an episode four who's a fellow vegan and we were just talking about this and i and i mentioned that i think that making something visually appealing is just as much a part of the process as making it taste good because i think that you know we have that bit in our brain that when you see something tasty it's going to taste that much better because it looks tasty and um and, and also and also another thing i would like to add is um i sort of broke that rule of uh, you know sticking to the ancient way of cooking so you know where it was like let's make dar and bath you know 
I would make dar with just anything. I would even make dar the same way you cook dar. I would make it using any vegetables or, you know, I just didn't stick to the same ingredients. I bring a lot of different ingredients into making uh, rotli or making tepla or whether you're making a biryani or you're making pasta, pasta sauce. Everything changed. There's no one rule for everything. Cooking has to be very creative. And to cook, you have to be, uh, you just open your mind. Also, um, you were you were saying that uh, you were talking about this vegan per- person who was, you know, uh, there is a lot of uh, veganism going on at the moment. And there is so much of, uh, uh, there, is a, there is a gap in the market for um, people uh, who are, uh, you know, turning into, veganism but at the same time there's also worrying process where people are missing out on a lot of nutrients so this is where my job is i run a lot of vegan um, cookery classes where mm. i kind of you know teach people um how to make sure that even if you are going through this transition of turning from vegetarian to vegan make sure that there is enough enough protein and balanced diet in your plate every single day, be it breakfast or lunch or dinner, make sure you're being very mindful of what you're eating because it's very easy for us to follow a diet and people who, who uh, follow certain uh, particular diet, you know, um, if I were to say to somebody, have this online, I remember the other day we were doing live and somebody says, uh, is olive oil good for cooking? I don't give advices like that, uh, you know, or, because there's not one single advice for everybody. Mm. Every individual is different, you know. So olive oil may be good for you, but depends even if you have got cholesterol issues or if you've got, if you're diabetic or if you're suffering from high blood pressure or you are suffering from thyroid issues. There are certain oils which are good for you and there are certain oils which are not good for you. There are certain ways you should cook and there are certain ways you shouldn't cook. So every, um, uh, so my cooking, what I generally teach on uh, my um, uh, live at five <laughs> is very general cooking, very, very general cooking. But um, the classes that I run, which are mostly uh, focused on hormone health, menopause, um, um, and uh, uh, vegan food um, and oil-free cooking, all these are then, that is when I go more into depth and more into one-to-one individual diet. Um, and yeah, talking of colorful dishes, it is very, very important. Even in my classes, I make sure that every individual, I become like a headmistress. <laughs> like Kajol. <laughs> Do you know, right, I'm going to confess something right now. My biggest... Um uh challenge is uh, one thing i uh, if you ask neeti she would say the same thing is that uh is the you know like when especially now as well right so we're all home more so having to obviously be at home more cook more etc right so if, you, if you're someone who's working in an office you might get breakfast on the go lunch at work and then come home and you have one meal right one home cooked meal but now obviously now it's two or three cooked home cooked meals and it's all the washing and dishes and everything that goes along with it. And you, again, you like you make you look so effortless as well. Does that element, I just have to ask you this as a fun question. Does that element ever get on your nerves and you think, oh God, I've got to do the dishes now and all this cleaning up and that and uh, this, that, the other. I, 
Okay, so... Uh, or have I, you got your kids that well-trained that you get them well, to do it? Well, oh, my God, my kids can cook. So as I'm, I'm doing this with you right now, this my son is cooking. Um, so it's his turn to cook. Tell him to come and say hello, by the way. <laughs> he's, uh, he's making um, dinner tonight. And um, my other son, the younger one, made lunch today. So it's like everybody in my house can cook. Every single person, all four kids are well-trained to clean, cook, look after it's a it's something i have given them that as well they they'll have to inherit that as well <laughs> but, but um um talking of what you just mentioned i think um this isolation uh, period is teaching us something and uh, it is just teaching us something to um also be more creative and i take this part of washing up and cleaning up more extra and all that as part of my exercise, part of, uh, um, um, uh, you know, stitching up the gaps between where we have a little bit of an extra time, part of being bonded, you know, doing some bonding, getting to learn each other. So I uh, see a lot of my kids, you know, the way they clean up and the way one picks after the other and, you know, how it all, it's amazing. It's, we've made it part of fun. So depends on what you see and um, how you see things. But I always, I, my advice to people would be make this, this time, this moment, leave in the moment, wherever you are, whatever situation you are in, uh, leave in the moment. And if, if, if this is the time where you are, uh, where you've had to cook three times meal, why don't you, uh, think of the uh, think of things like this that you're going to become a better chef you're also going to be more if you are being more mindful about what you're going to be eating and you're going to be an expert in washing up dishes next time <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure most people didn't go out thinking that that was going to be their vocation but <laughs> <laughs> you'll be more organized how Def- about that <laughs> definitely that's so true but it's like like i said it's just it's just incredible and i think that um that you know you make it look so easy and uh, that but also that your family share all of that responsibility yes. and um so and me, uh, as Mr. Not-So-Good Cook, right? So I'm going to ask you a direct question now. So uh, Nidhi has taken the lion's share since we've been at home. I'll do the occasional bit, but not often enough, probably. Uh, and I do feel bad about that, right? But I'm quite good. I'll do the afternoon fruit salads and things like that, you know, the, the snacks and things like that. But tomorrow night, I would like to cook for Nidhi because she's been doing most of it. And what can I put together? All right, so like I said, I'm a vegan. I've got loads of veggies and stuff in the fridge. Um okay. We've got loads of pasta, we've got grains, whatever. What can I whip up in 20 minutes to make her a lovely dinner uh, and that she would enjoy? So if you go on Kajal's um, Healthy Kitchen page, or even if you uh, go on my IGTV, you will find, or also if you go on my website, all these recipes are there. There is a delicious, you mentioned pasta. I've got a absolutely what pasta have you got, by the way? We usually either get, we get uh, wholemeal pasta or like maybe rice and quinoa pasta. Okay. Okay. So is this the penne one or is this the spaghetti pasta? Uh, so most of the time it's things like penne or things like that. Okay. So the penne one, why don't you make her a nice um, pasta with the, the white sauce that I have so you can use vegan milk and it's gluten-free. It's nice golden pasta in that white sauce. The recipe is on my website. And then sprinkle some nice fresh herbs, whatever you have in your... Um, in your uh, 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 in your house in the fridge, and then uh, what you do in that pasta, um, put some uh, lemon rind, 
okay? Some, some nicely chopped garlic on top, sprinkle some raw garlic on top, drizzle some olive oil, and some sprinkle some nice chili flakes, and that pasta will be delicious. Serve it with nice, lovely salad, lots of salads on my website as well. Um, you can't go wrong. Lovely. Sounds uh, sounds idyllic. I think don't forget sounds... a glass of wine, by the way. I, I, well, I don't drink either, but Nithi does actually, so I could get yeah. her a glass of wine. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I will have uh, some water or a coffee or <laughs> or something anyway. Um, but uh, yeah, can you believe I'm a teetotal vegan? My life is just so boring. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. No, no. Uh, but uh, no, it sounds good. And I think uh, I'm definitely going to give that a go. I think... Um, she deserves a little bit of a break. <laughs> she works so hard as well. And uh, and as you can see as well, I'm a man who loves my food as well. This is how she keeps me happy. She's, you know, you know what, what's that saying about men? You know, a way to a man's heart is through his stomach. And, you know, that's pretty. What do you, what do, you do for her? Um, uh, in terms of food, what food I make? No, 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 just food. Other things, good things. Oh, uh, other things, good things. Uh, I do give her massages. I look after her. I do do a lot of the housework. I do the dishes. Um, I That I don't mind. Uh, all the dirty jobs in the house I will always do as well. Some of the really horrible jobs um, I will do around the house. Uh, I do all the gardening um, and uh, things like that. So, yeah, so I do do. do, you do think there is a balance. There is a good balance. I think it's relatively balanced, probably slightly weighted more to her. But I do, I, honestly, though, I do want to get better in the kitchen and be more creative and, you know, have that ability. She does it as well, and I've seen you do it. Um, just to be able to look at some of the ingredients in the kitchen, just whip up something, even if it's a quick 15-minute dish, just being able to do that. I think I, I think that, for me, in itself, is just a magical skill. And yeah. so that's what I, that's the level I'd like to get to. Yeah, you will, because you've, you've got the hope there, which is, which is good. You've got the idea settled in your mind that you want to do it, so you will. Right, cool. No worries. I'm going to definitely be checking out your page and getting more ideas from there and uh, and not being afraid to experiment, I think, as well. And that's a key thing, right? Because it's easy to get quite daunted and uh, and not sure and indecisive and not even have a try. I think that's the worst but thing, you right? Say, you say you're a foodie, right? You said you're a foodie. You I am, yeah. Food, right? So think about this. Uh, think about... So even if you can't cook, but it's that fear that you can't, um, is what is stopping you. But if you are going to start putting things together, even if it goes wrong, I'm sure the love that Nieti has for you, she'll be like, darling, this is lovely. <laughs> even afterwards, she'll be like, Bleh. no, 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 no. I'm sure she would like it. Uh, no, I think, I think most of the concoctions I have come up with have been, you know, not bad, um, yeah. but they need, they definitely need a bit of work, a bit of experimenting with a bit more herbs, spices, and trying different yeah. things. So. Yeah. So I, I think from that perspective, though, definitely you're an inspiration to me. And I think that um, I will definitely be learning a lot from what you teach and uh, watching, uh, getting engrossed in some of your videos and trying some of those dishes out and seeing how it goes. And I love it. I love the fact as well that you cater to um, uh, even the other day as well. You kind of made it vegan, even if it didn't have to be. You did because then it mean, meant everyone could could do it um because uh, i'm quite passionate about that now so um so uh so yeah so i love that i absolutely love that as well thank you so much for that you are an absolute treasure a gem and an inspiration and i really really truly hope uh that you continue to go from strength to strength and more and more people find your work and appreciate what you do um because it's just incredible it's amazing what you do 
It is, it is. We're all growing together, Amit. We're all growing together. We are all there to support each other and we'll make it. We'll make it. And I'm sure um, through this live stream, you know, a lot of people, I hope they find the strength to um, know that, um, as I said earlier, if I could do it, anybody could do it. People just need to make sure that they sort of never forget one thing, that there is this inner strength that every everybody holds and also uh, um, uh, learning to be um, dependent on somebody and then to be uh, totally, you know, to, to be reliant on somebody is one thing. But once you find that inner strength of, um, uh, you know, depending on yourself, believing in yourself, you know, and letting that uh, inner strength come out and shine, um, it is possible. It is possible. And uh, it was possible for me. And I'm sure it will be possible for a lot of you out there who are watching this live. A lot of people, you know, Harry on the other day, the other day she was uh, mentioning about how many people um, uh, suffer out there, domestic violence, and you talk about, uh, you know, um, there is a lot of stories and some terrible, terrible stories out there um, where people are also scared to come out and talk and also scared to come out and um, reach out for help. But uh, just want people to know that there is help. You know, you, you know, there is help out there. Just need to um, voice up or reach out. That's it, you know. Uh, absolutely. One final question for you as well. When you feel like a bit of kind of a, a naughty treat, you know, something that you don't make yourself, what's your what's your go-to naughty treat? Oh, my God. The one that I don't make. So there's two things, okay? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. One is fruit and nut uh, uh, Cadbury chocolate. Oh, nice. Yeah, my wife loves it. Yeah. And another one is chips. <gasps> yeah. Got to be done, right? <laughs> Got to be done. Love it. Love it. It's so nice to know that you're, you're a little bit naughty as well sometimes, as well, which is good. <laughs> I love I love chips. Chips with lots of red chili powder, lemon and salt. Proper style. Uh, I love Do chips. you have a recipe for like chip shop? Because uh, that's what I love. It's one thing I miss. So chips, chip, I know, no idea. What it, What is that? Curry, curry sauce? Yeah, you know, like if you go to a fish and chip shop and you get chips with their curry sauce they normally have there. Oh, I've never tried that actually. Oh, curry. that's that's one thing I miss a lot. Actually, you, I, I can. Do, I do. I do make a uh, sauce like a red chili sauce with uh, garlic, uh, red chili, um, a lemon oil, a bit of vinegar as well, salt and tamarind, and I nice. mix it all well, and then I drizzle that on my chips. I do that, but I haven't tried this curry sauce. I'll have to try it. I did. I did find one in a in a uh, a supermarket, a vegan one as well, actually recently, and I had tried it. it was it was almost as good, almost as good as the chip shop version, but it was it was really it was just nice to see it and have it. You know, it just makes you feel like ah, uh, I'm not missing yeah. out. Um, yeah. So yeah, I agree. Yeah. With, I agree with you with the chips. My one of my one of my weaknesses is definitely nachos. But I found so many varieties of vegan chocolate recently as well that I'm being a little bit greedy and I should. Uh, I've got to cut down now. So uh, and they're but really they, tasty. They say dark chocolate is very. Which one do you like? They say dark chocolate. Is I. Very it is dark chocolate the one i'm having actually but it's um it's still a bit sugary this one as well because it is really nice there's like a rocky road version um okay. that's really tasty and like ah oh, that's like my weakness right now as well so i've got to i've got to calm down on that one 
Mm. So, listen, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure. And how can people get in touch and connect with you and find you online and find your recipes? What, you tell everyone what's the best way to reach you. So I'm on, I'm on, I'm on Instagram. I'm on, as known as uh, Kajal's Healthy Kitchen. Well, one then, word, right? Kajal's Healthy Kitchen on Instagram. And it's K-A-J-A-L. And then also I've got my website on um, Kajal's um, Kitchen.com. So very, very easy to find. And um, Facebook as well. So um, I am on Twitter, but not very active. And I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, LinkedIn, yes, I'm trying to kind of sail through lovely lovely thank you thank you thank you so much and i'll definitely be picking your brains in the future about dishes and you know when nidhi says to me uh you have to cook for me tonight you know i'll be me i'll be on the phone to Kajo going quick what do anytime, i make what do i make what do i make anytime anytime, anytime. <laughs> i'll do a video call with you here's what's in my fridge what shall i make <laughs> and then i'll take all the credit of course you bless you thank you so much amit for having me thank you no thank you for being here as well it's been an absolute pleasure as well today i hope people enjoyed being oh yeah definitely yeah so uh sunny i bumped into my friend actually just asking me said are you vegan now he should know i'm vegan now we bumped into each other at the vegan festival i've been vegan for nearly two years now um close oh close to two years but thank you again so much it's been a pleasure have a lovely evening and you know what definitely i want you back in the future as well Oh, thank you. Anytime, anytime. Uh, say, hi to, say hi to all the seven kids and to Paul as well. And take care. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.